Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and change makers. Monologue ideas seemed to enter my mind in the early hours. I picked up my phone, looked at my email, I know not the best habit, and saw an email from Fruitful Life by Ashwin Chaco. Grace over grind. After reading the post, I started thinking about my backward relationship with productivity. I grinded out and reserved grace for others. But this week I noticed something shifting inside. It wasn't that I didn't care about hitting deadlines and managing expectations, but I needed to let life enter into my daily plans. The more I let go of what I planned, the more I actually got done. What if everything I know about productivity is wrong and needs to evolve into something new? Chances are we all might need to rethink productivity. Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 717. Thanks to Ashwin Chaco's Fruitful Life post about grace over grind, I have so many questions about productivity, and I know I probably won't answer any of them, but at least they will get me thinking about my relationship with productivity and how it needs to evolve into something new. So I just started writing down some questions. Where did I learn to be productive? Is productivity a static state of being, or is it dynamic and ever-changing? Why do I put productivity ahead of self-care and life enjoyment? What if productivity masks unhealthy boundaries and inefficient business systems and processes? Why do creative entrepreneurs adopt productivity tools designed for the factory and for other industrial workspaces? Okay, I better stop because if I'm to be honest, the answers to these questions only reinforce the fact that what I think productivity is, is an old story I learned decades ago and never sought to change. And chances are what you define as productive might need some time under the microscope to inspect and examine what is working and not working for you. And while there are so many questions about societal expectations on our productivity, aka being a valuable contributing member of society, we don't seem to be able to introduce conversations of change without cries of heresy against the capitalism decree. But regardless of the ism we are violating with our views, as the future unfolds, we need a better understanding of productivity, especially for humans. The robots are going to be able to be programmed for maximum efficiency more than we will ever be and should ever be. And if we try to compete, human versus robot, we lose every time. Just ask Ken Jennings. Because we are not robots. So how should we rethink productivity? Well, in today's monologue, I'm going to share 10 ways I'm evolving my relationship with productivity starting today. First, be kind to yourself. This is exactly what Ashwin is saying in his post, that grace is something that comes from outside of us and that we can accept from God, from others, but also from ourselves. And we need to be kind to ourselves. 
I need to be kind to myself. And that's the hardest thing to do because when I'm not productive, the first thing that I start doing is beating myself up with stories of laziness and, and just, you know, you're going to fail. You're, you're, if you're not working all the time, you're not going to be able to compete and compare with what other people are doing. And I ran up against this this week is that I had so many things that I wrote down on my weekly to-do list. And I saw how my week was unfolding and I just had to let it go. And I had a choice. I could beat myself up or I could just be kind to myself. And so I chose to be kind to myself and I feel much better this week. And I'm actually getting more done. And that brings me to the second thing. Do the bare minimum. What? (laughs) I mean, if I'm not getting 10 things crossed off my to-do list every single day, there's a problem there. But of those 10 things, how many of them can be itemized and spread across time as opposed to sitting down and doing them all in one day? So why not do the bare minimum? What does that look like for your creativity? Maybe it's writing one blog post and seeing how the day unfolds from there or working on one client project instead of 10. Do the bare minimum and see how that actually shifts your productivity into a different energy level. Well, speaking of energy, the third thing is to follow your energy. Sometimes with my to-do list, what I'll do is I'll write down numbers uh, of the order in which I will do them. And what's funny is sometimes the order that I write them in are in the order of importance being when the client should be expecting them. But sometimes my energy doesn't align with the reality of deadlines and expectations. So instead of forcing myself to do the thing that needs to be done first, I do the thing that I'm most excited about. And what happens is that gets me into the groove, that gets me feeling better, so that then I can jump into the thing that then needs to be due. And so by following my energy, I'm able to not just procrastinate endlessly, but really be able to be like, you know what, I'm going to actually do this over here before I do the thing that needs to get done. Because the fourth thing is sometimes you need to avoid the thing you need to do, the thing you want to do, and go do something else. Go for a walk, play a video game, go to the bookstore, go for a walk. I think I said that already. I don't quite remember. But Sometimes just getting away from the things that you need to do allows your brain to get creative about what it could be. And when we don't force ourselves to do the work immediately, our brain figures out the efficient way to do it. Because our brains are amazing when it comes to productive solutions. The fifth thing that I'm learning, and I don't want to learn, but I know that I have to learn it, is that I am not a metronome. And you are not a metronome. And what I mean by that is if we expect our entire day to have a steady beat throughout the day, we're fooling ourselves. Because while a a robot or a machine can be controlled for the same pace throughout the day, maybe you had a rough morning. And so your metronome is a little bit slower until you pick up the pace. And then in the afternoon, you slow down again. And there's nothing wrong with that. You just have to plan for that. And I think that's usually what happens with productivity is we don't allow ourselves to expand 
and reevaluate throughout the day. The sixth thing that I've noticed about productivity is that I think that if it works once, it's going to work again and again and again. But I think when it comes to productivity, we need to see what sticks and what doesn't. We need to be willing to experiment and try things that work for us or not work for us. And don't worry about whether it's the official way to do something or, you know, I read this in a book that this technique of time blocking or the Pomodoro technique is the right thing for being productive. Well, try it out. See what sticks. The seventh way I'm evolving my relationship with productivity is trying to find more time for play. And where I found ways to play is in the in-betweens and transition times. So if I've got a meeting from one to two and then the next thing's at four, I've got a little block of time between, you know, the ending of one meeting and the start of another where I can play. But productivity says that in those in-betweens and transition times, you must work. You must do things that cross things off the list. Well, what, what if you played instead? What if I played instead? Those are really important questions that transform our creativity. The eighth way I'm evolving my relationship with productivity is wandering wherever my mind goes. I don't know about you, but there are just moments in the day where my mind just starts wandering all over the place. And I used to get really frustrated with myself. And over the weekend, I was helping a friend film a music video, and I was just sitting around waiting. I had set up the gear, kind of planned the shot, and my mind just started wandering. And I let it, and I followed it. My mind said, what if we do a shot down in the valley down there, and then do another one over there, and then another one over there? And by allowing myself to kind of go wherever my mind wanted to go, we got several different shots for the music video that ended up being pretty cool. And that works in the context of work, but it also works in the context of just play and everyday life. Because if you get curious about something and you allow your mind to go there and you chase it and you have fun with it, who knows what that will do to your future productivity. So much of our views of productivity is about the here and the now and turning that into a system that allows every day to be like this best moment today right now. And that can be really frustrating because that's not how life works. The ninth thing is that I want to savor the moment. And I'm not talking about finding the perfect moment and turning it into a system. I'm talking about the breakfast that I had this morning where I can just savor every bite and not worry about what I have to do next. So I just be in the moment and enjoy it. And realize that I'm going to get my work done no matter what. So what if I just let the future be what it's going to be and I just enjoy right now? So sip the coffee, throw the ball for the dog, scratch him behind the ear, let him lick your face, have a good day. But the 10th thing that I'm realizing is that I need to evolve my relationship with productivity because as it exists today, productivity is all about the bottom line. It's all about money. But I don't want it to always be that way. Yes, I need to make money. I need to pay my bills. But I want my work to impact other people. 
And if my systems of productivity don't allow me to go for impact, then I have a problem. And I'm going to be out of balance. I'm going to be inauthentic. I am going to be trying to force myself into situations that I don't want to be in. So I hope that through these 10 ways that I'm evolving my relationship with productivity, that you will take time to examine what productivity looks and feels like in your life and work. I know for myself, I don't want to always be working. But as long as my view of productivity is tied to worth and financial well-being, I'm going to choose productivity every time. So let's start changing the conversation and see what happens. Because while corporations will never not be productive, as individuals who work for ourselves, we can and we need to find a better way for us. Be sure to check out Ashwin's substack called Fruitful Life. He is an insightful and fun writer and illustrator, and he's got links to his awesome podcasts and videos for creatives that I think you will really enjoy, because I know I do. Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life.